You know, we have a lot of fun here at the CDP cast. You know, we make a lot of jokes and, and talk about a lot of stuff, but let's get serious for a moment and talk about safety in these hot summer days. That's right, Kurt. We may be in the waning days of summer, but we still have some time yet before the three sisters slay the brutal sun and deliver us into the cold embrace of winter's bosom. And the heat is still with us, so in that vein, we'd like to provide you with some helpful life hacks on how to stay hydrated in these last days of the sun's tyrannical rain. I know some of you folks out there, you're smoking your cigarettes, uh, so maybe one of the things that you could do is like when you're done smoking your cigarettes, you just take off that butt and then you put it into the coffee you've been drinking and then let that soak up for a minute and then put that butt right back in your mouth and just kind of suck on that all day. One of my favorite means of staying hydrated in the brutal days of summer, I like to go to bars, insult people of the opposite sex, and have them toss their drinks directly into my face. Crows, because of their black feathers, are especially susceptible to the high temperatures of summer. So, find your local crows and follow them and bathe in the fetid pools of the Raven Queen. And to go along with that, I'd recommend avoiding caffeine and soda pops. Just go ahead and choose something like a milk or a milkshake or, you know, like something like that has cheese in it, like a cheesy burrito or something like that, or maybe a quesadilla with a lot of butter in it. Basically anything that has dairy in it so you can lube up your insides, because that's where all the moisture is kept. Uh, one of my favorite means of staying hydrated during the summer, I like to start playing football in elementary school, come up through middle school, high school, collegiate football, move on to the NFL, play for about 10 to 15 years, retire, take a job as a coach for one of my favorite teams, lead my team to the Super Bowl year after year, almost make it time and again, finally make it, win that Super Bowl, get that ring. Just as the team goes to dump Gatorade on me, I turn around and open my mouth and drink that delicious delicious sugary orange water or you could just drink water you stupid assholes no, you, no okay if you want to avoid drinking water all week just drink all seven gallons of it on sunday night and you don't got to drink any more water all week jesus yeah just store it in your hump yeah that's what i do my dog does So I don't know. I've been keeping up on like uh, you know what's going on with uh, Lizard Man lately, uh, and you know all the other various cryptids that we have in a uh, in our town and whatnot. Uh, I heard recently on the uh, radio in the old swamp mm-hmm. uh, that I'm currently living in. Um, it appears that there were empty bottles of beer. And they have been found outside a poorly fashioned mud and twig shack in the swamp earlier this week. Uh, several reporters uh, waited for what could be considered literal tens of minutes before a humanoid shape stumbled out of the shack. It wore a crudely put together coat of wolf pelts and was in the midst of a long pull from a handle of old crow. Reporters quickly packed up their equipment while the creature stated, I need more gravy, and continued to croak at them while they walked away. I'm a man, damn it. Gary Busey is a man, you peckers. Uh, he also had a, the cryptid also had a couple things to say uh, as they wandered and put their things in their vehicles. Uh, one of them lines is, it's as simple as soup or false alarm or I'm an angel in a human suit and other various etc. 
et cetera, et cetera, cryptid uh, lines. That's fascinating. That's really fascinating. You know, most of these cryptid sightings that we get in this town, they're nothing more than that, sightings. Um, it's interesting to finally have some hard evidence, and I can't wait for some experts to take a look at this and consider it and possibly get to the, down to the brass tacks of what, the, what we're actually dealing with in this town. Hey, Brian, maybe for the uninitiated, you could explain to us what a cryptid is. Oh, a cryptid is like one of those things that sometimes you see when you're outside, and it might not be like a human, or it might not be like a dog, or like any other kind of animal, but it's like an animal that is in like a book that you have to look for, and they've put like this book together a long time ago, and then some people say they've seen them. Let me see if I get this straight. Your mom's going out to get the mail. Yes. Nightgown. Wind blows it open. Cryptid? Uh, I mean, it might be a cryptid because it might have been like a spooky poltergeist that was like having a bit of fun being like, hey, everybody, uh, look at uh, look at uh, your mom's uh, underwear or something, you know? It was scary. Oh, was she scared? It was just scary to see it. Oh. Brian, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I go to a party. There's a lot of people at that party. I'm looking around. One of the people at that party is a ghost. Right, yeah. To get away from the ghost, I go over to the hors I grab a full seven-layer burrito, yeah. which is supposed to have been chopped up into pinwheels. I'm just going to take it all eat it for myself. Good. I'm five slices into the seven-layer burrito. I take a bite. Keep going. A full inch of hair. That hair, is that a cryptid? I mean, it could be if it like wriggled around and stuff, or maybe mm-hmm. it was like hair from another cryptid. I mean, because like a Bigfoot had made these burritos, but he wasn't wearing his hairnet. Right. Or maybe there was like a hag in the swamp and she wanted Uh to curse the person that was eating the burrito. So she put some of her Mm -hmm. hair in it. So when the person swallowed the hair, it would get in their stomach and then they would be made to do her bidding. Oh, God, I better see my witch doctor before the next full moon. Yeah. I mean, careful out there. You might be selected. All right, guys, you're aware of my ongoing crusade against my own mental well-being and physical health. Okay. Well, in that vein, I attended PAX this past weekend, and I have an update on the Randy Pitchford watch, so to speak. Yeah, that son of a bitch. PAX is this hunting ground. Again, PAX is this (sighs) hunting ground. He looks at it, and he licks his lips like a frat boy looking at a co-ed party. He saunters up in there with his thumbs and his, his belt loops. And he says, ah, I'm Randolph Pitchfordio. Oh. And the list says, don't allow Randy Pitchford, but it doesn't say nothing about Randolph Pitchfordio. Classic oh, he's Randy. Getting, he's getting a little better, it sounds like. He's getting a little bit better. He's working on, it's kind of this pirate accent. I was stalking him the whole show. Mm. He was he, he was trying to get through with some cosplay as well. He was dressed as, here's, here's the subtle genius. He was cosplaying as Randy Pitchford. Oh, oh no way. And yeah, he was wearing a shirt that said, I'm Randy Pitchford. And so you say, oh, he's Randy Pitchford. Of course, that must be a cosplayer. That Randy Pitchford wouldn't wear a shirt that says, I'm Randy Pitchford. Right. And he's stating that his name is Randolph Pitchfardio. So, of course, he just he's allowed to saunter in. And I, I stalked him for the show trying to confirm his identity. And I finally figured it out. After I saw this guy perform the same magic trick 20 times, here's what he would do. He'd walk up to someone and he'd say, I'm Randolph Pitchfordio. Allow me to do Randy Pitchford magic for you. Mm. And he'd say, give me $5. And the person would hand him a $5 bill. He'd fold it. He'd fold it again. He'd fold it one more time. He'd put it into his pocket and then he would walk off. He would just melt into the PAX crowd. And if, you, if you've ever been to PAX, 
there are walls of flesh there that you can't get past. So was the trick him disappearing or the money not coming back? I think the trick is, I think it's more of a, oh, how do you, how do you put this? I think it's more of a meta trick. You have to be aware of what he's been doing this whole time to really understand that it's a trick. The trick is that he's getting $5 from you. Asshole. Oh. Clever asshole. I I get it now. So there was this one time that me and a group of friends were outside and we were all on the sidewalk, right? And then this Mm -hmm. man drove up in a minivan and he said, hello, boys, Uh, I'm Rando Pitchfordo. Mm Mm-hmm. And he proceeded to take a large cardboard cutout of a bush and put it behind him. And then he said, hey, do you, do you scabs have any, uh, any money that uh, you could lend me for this magic trick? And we were like, of course, rando. And so we gave him this stuff. And then he said, oh, ah, whoops. And he dropped it, all the coins into the bush, right? And mm-hmm. so then what he did was, is he said, oh, I'll be back in a moment. I just got to go get that, right? And so he slunk down like he was climbing down some stairs. Oh, oh that's see. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, wouldn't you know it, the bush just got up, backed into the van, into the open side door of the van, and then drove off with all of our money, and Rando was gone. Like, I can't believe it. I was at PAX as well, mm-hmm. and yeah, I was checking right. out... Yeah, were there too. I was checking out the indie games, and there was this one game that looked really... It looked really unique. It was called Crush and Grandma, mm-hmm. and the developer's name was, like, um... Randenstein pitching fart and I was like oh, oh okay. that must be you know I didn't want to judge because like it, it German. seemed German yeah you know I was like I don't yeah. I can't laugh at some names that I just are I'm not familiar with and it's culturally insensitive exactly and so I go up to this game and I say I'd like to try your game please sir and he said ah but first you must the uh, game it is needing crowdsourcing and I'm like that's not German but okay and so he asked for five dollars for to crowdsource his gaming. Mm. That's how he said it. Five dollars for to crowdsourcing my gaming, and I said, well, you, "Okay, you, you gotta just go with and, it." And so point. I pulled out five dollars, and I hand it to him. He reaches out, but the second skin almost extends off his fingers, made purely of sweat and goo, grabs the $5 and pulls it in. And it just disintegrates and becomes more of this fleshy kind of second skin. Wow. Fascinating. Is that something that Randy Pitchford uh, has, like, on his body? It's not something that we've ever cataloged Randy Pitchford as being able to do, but it's possible that his chicanery has reached critical levels and he is now manifesting out of just the ether brand new methods of stealing cash from people to the point where he can just absorb your money directly from your hands. Because we know that stealing money from consumers and publishers gives Randy Pitchford power, or he studied under some master or found some artifact. Well, this is going to need more investigation. I'll have to add this to my notebook. Like a Professor Quill from the uh, Harry books. Sure. Harry Stevenson and the Golden Balls. That one, yeah. The one that really kicked it off here in the States. Yeah. Oh, Harry Stevenson. You know. I know. <laughs> you lovable, you lovable old scamp. Because it's weird because he's like 45 years old when he gets the owl. 
Mm-hmm. It just got lost. And so he shows up with his uh, his mortgage payments. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm so excited to study magic. Ooh, ah. I wish you guys would have told me this earlier, back when I was living under these stairs with these abusive parents of mine. But, you know, 45 years late, I guess it's never too late to start an education or a life as a wizard. You guys, you remember when the Nintendo released the NES Classic or the NES Mini? I'm still scarred from that. Yeah, how everybody tried super hard to buy one, but there were only like 13 ever made. Well, Mm. when I was at PAX, you know, there's a lot of merchandise that's sold, and I found some really great alternatives to the Super Nintendo Classic that's uh, that's coming out because you know that's also oh, really? that's also going to be oh. really hard to get at your hands on. You know, Nintendo's only going to oh, make course. I think 23 this mm. time. They learn their lesson for everyone out there who's hoping to get their hands on some ice cold nostalgia. You know, there's a uh, there's a few alternatives to the NES Classic, and I'm here to share those with you. So excited to see how the secondary market steps up. All right, so first off, we got the Snezbit. Mm. What's that all about? So the Snezbit, it's a uh, it's a great little device. You know, it weighs about you know it's a little bit heftier than the NES Classic. You know, they don't have Nintendo's budget behind it to make it as slim and sleek as possible. Mm-hmm. So it comes in at about you know a feather light twenty eight pounds. That's not so bad. Uh, it's like a piece of paper. Yeah, you know, you stick it in your pocket. You put it in your backpack. It's basically the same size as your iPhone. Uh, so the Snezbit, it's great. It emulates NES games per, or SNES games perfectly. Uh, the only downside is it only plays Balls 3D. Oh, oh. God damn it! Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to get get up on some Balls 3D, but not just Balls 3D. I, I might still pick it up. What's the uh, do you know what the MSRP is on that? Uh, yeah, so since you know they're they're a smaller company, uh, they're not able to, you know, lower their prices to be quite competitive with the SNES Classic. Uh, but you could land yourself a fresh, freshly sealed Snezbit for four ninety nine ninety nine ninety nine. Well, it's not so bad. I mean, it, it still beats the price of an NES Mini on eBay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the other one that I ran across is, uh, it's called Rat in a Box. Ooh. Oh, is that like a rat in a cage? Uh, kind of. Uh, maybe without so much of the rage. The Rat in the Box, this one really had stolen stolen the crowd on the floor. Uh, when these uh, developers unveiled the Rat in the Box, people lost their fucking minds. This is sounding familiar. Can you go into a bit more detail? Oh, yeah. So the rat in the box is essentially, you know, those like kind of low tech designs, like the Google cardboard, uh-huh. you know, you put your oh, phone, yeah. you know, yeah, things yeah, like, yeah. you know, that yeah. real minimal approach, right? Yeah. You make do with very little. So rat in a box is essentially, you know, a cardboard box and you crudely cut some holes in it uh, with your pocket knife or, uh, you know, a red crayon. Maybe you can get a spoon. It, yeah, a spoon. You get it a little wet around the edges and then soften it up and you can pierce through it with a spoon. You go and you find yourself a couple of sticks and you just jam those sticks in and you poke at the rat that's in the box. Oh my God, rat in the box. Of course. I remember this when I was a kid. I can't believe they're bringing this back finally. When I first moved to Idaho, we had to sell everything because we were fleeing a drug dealer who threatened to murder us all. Uh-huh. And so when we got to Idaho, all we had were some wooden logs that we could use for chairs, Classic. and rat in the box. That was all we had for entertainment, me and my two brothers. Oh, my God. It's been so you know long. So, I completely forgot about it. You know what's it. so funny is that 
that was like poverty then, but that's now like bohemian yeah. chic now. It's well, I, I'm sure the boxes that they're going to use are going to be locally sourced, bespoke cardboard, hand printed by the local homeless to give them a job and a leg up. Yeah. As opposed to our boxes, which are just old, like Captain Crunch boxes, and our rats that we had to we had to pull them out from under the trailer and shove them into that box and seal it with some old duct tape. Sometimes they're not even alive. So no. That takes the thrill right out. Right out, because the part of the thrill, part of the fun, is the danger that this rat is going to grab your stick, pull its way out, and then gnaw uh, the flesh straight from your fingers. Man, I gotta tell you. I have never experienced pain quite like rat bite. And, you know, games, you, even those games where, you know, you have in, permadeath, right? And then you, you get mm-hmm. real scared because you don't want to lose your character. Yeah. There is nothing more terrifying than the thought of getting bit by another rat. There's nothing so terrifying as that. And that makes Rat in the Box pretty exciting that they bring that back for a new generation to experience. You ever got your hands on some Rat in a Box when you were a kid, Brian? I did. I really liked the expansion uh five rats in a room and you uh which was just uh just a large room that you would go into Mm -hmm. and it was you pitted against uh five rats and you uh had to find the stick but the stick was inside of one of the rats this time oh i see so after you're done tearing through some of the rats and avoiding you know scrapes and cuts and bites and whatnot you could finally get the stick and uh start having a good time I always heard about uh, five. It's five rats and you. Is that the name? Yeah, five rats and I, you. Okay, it's just I. I never got to play oh, that one as a kid. And you so that, in a room. Sorry, in a room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Because I, I. I always heard about that one as a kid, but we were too poor to actually play it. Plus, we couldn't afford doors, so we were mm. stuck with just the the vanilla rat in a box. I. I was always kind of envious of the kids who had five rats and you in a room. Man, but nothing is worse than getting to that last rat and you still haven't found the stick, and you're just mm-hmm. crying. Your fingers are raw and slippery from rat goo, and and you're just like, you're like, mother, why I don't want to play this anymore? Can't I have Nintendo? And she just says, finish the rats, finish the rats, finish the rats. Right. Yeah. Plus, the smell is is bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's not a good time for you, but at least. At least you finished the rats. I sure did. Oh, fuck, there's another one. Oh, God, rat, God. Oh, shit, it got out of the box. Oh, got it got out of the box. Oh, fuck, oh, it looks fuck. like Kurt got one of the uh, early models at PAX. Yeah, where'd you get that early model? Where'd it come from outside? Yeah, from some guy? Uh, between, between the buildings? Was it, oh, was it that, oh, I, I think I know the location you're talking about. It's the one uh, behind the Benihana's, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. They throw all the spent shrimps mm-hmm. that didn't land in your pocket. Yeah. Oh, that's a real nice spot. All right, you guys, brace yourselves. You braced? I'm braced. You braced, Brian? I'm holding on to something. Okay, yeah. hold on to whatever's within arm's reach, because... Shit's about to get a little out of this world. Oh, oh no. shit. Hey, guys, it's me, Spoogie oh, Hey, what's going on, Spoogie Magoo? <laughs> you know, just traveling the galaxy, helping people stay fit. Yeah? You know, just doing my thing, my Spoogie thing. 
baby. Well, Spoogey. That's, that's well, good, Spoogey. Uh, well, we have this bus that we need to catch, I think. No, no, wait, so. wait, no, hold on. Hold on a minute. Oh, Spoogey's got something for you, child. Oh, Spoogey, I see that oh, you've got that Jesus. battered and filthy igloo oh, cooler yeah. with you. Is there something new in there? So you guys like original Alien Blast, right? Well, of course. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? You know. I'm still choking down the last cans you brought us. And you guys been enjoying that adrenaline rush, baby? Yeah, that uh, that four ounce thing of uh, protein, oh, condensed yeah. protein, with a hundred percent of alcohol oh, in it. Yeah. Well, I know you boys are crazy about keeping people hydrated, cause you're such nice boys. Yes, yeah, one of yeah. our passions. I wanna join your little crusade to keep people wet. Uh, all right. I mean, wonderful, Spoochy. What you got? Open up that filthy cooler and show us what you got, buddy. So, what do you guys think of summer? What do you like to use to cool down? What's the one thing that always cools you down, no matter what? You know, the one thing that always cools me down, no matter what, is a nice tart popsicle. Hmm. Ding a ling, ling, ling a ding, ding. You got it right, baby. Whoo! Oh shit, Spoochy. Oh, do you have what I think you have? Oh man. We got Alien Blast Power Pops. Yeah. I've been making these myself with the Alien Blast that you brought us last time. I'm so excited to hear that there's an official Alien Blast Power Pops. Spoogie, give me the deets. All right, Alien Blast Power Pops. They're the delicious frozen treats. It comes packed with electrolytes and all kinds of things to keep your mouth and insides so wet. Uh, I've heard of all sorts of those things. Electrolytes and the things that keep your mouth wet. Fascinating. Spoochie, tell us more about Power Pops. All right, I'm waiting for you to ask me. All right, I came up with these just the other day. Now, so, way Spoochie Magoo goes about making his product, right? He digs through some dumpsters, finds himself some nice used condoms. You know, the big some ones. Some condoms? The big ones that are stretched out full length. Like the Magnums? Man, you know them. them big. Well, all of them end up looking big when they're all stretched out. You know what I mean? I'm opening. I'm opening one of these right now. Um, no, you, you have to just peel off that uh, part that's wrapped up at the end. And you guys, you rip it off too, but they probably won't be quite as good as old Spoogie Magoo's. But let me tell you how it's done, boys. After a nice long night of drinking nothing but Steel Reserve and Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. You find yourself one of them big old condoms, one of them big boy ones. And you just, you, first you want to get yourself a little, you know, a little bit, a little excited, a little hard, you know, a little chubby, little, little, little alien rocket chubby. Just enough okay. to get it inside the condom. Not too I've much, or else you'll right. have to I wait a while. I see it adhere to the outside of a condom. All right, so you stick, you just, you just stick your little, you stick your little Martian inside. <laughs> And I just pee in the condom. <laughs> Why are you peeing in the condom if my dick's in it? I'm just saying I pee in the condom. It's just pee. Hey, Wait, so this down now. like you pee, like you take a condom and then you pee in it while I, while you watch me put a condom on my dick, well, on my limp dick, Spoochie? Man, we can do that. I'm just saying this is how you make yourself a, this is how you make yourself a power pop. You gotta pee, you gotta get the wheelie in a condom and pee in it. I gotta be, I gotta be honest with you, boys. Oh, old Spoochie Magoo's falling on hard times. 
Spoogey. I've had to oh, I've had to cut back on the production of a alien blast. Understandable. Spoogey, can I ask you a question? Yeah. A, a couple of concerns. Um well, I have a couple of concerns. Um it's it's strange to me that you as an intergalactic visitor would have human anatomy, uh, i.e. a penis. Um Yeah, you know two, what? that is weird. Wait, wait, wait what? It, it's just it, the, the the odds of another life form evolving with an exact human penis is phenomenally low. Not calling you out or anything. It's just curious to me. Also, uh, it's strange to me that intergalactic being would be carrying around a battered and filthy cooler. I don't know why it only just now occurred to me. Well, you, but that's a weird thing for an well, alien to have. Well, let me explain. Let me hold on. Let me get back to the popsicle. The power. Oh pops. sure, oh sure. I trust you, Spoochie. I'm just giving you a chance to explain yourself. Have you So these don't have any protein at all. It's just your pee. You know, I ain't gonna lie to you, boys. I'm just trying to make some money. Spooji, if you if you need like five or ten dollars, I can just give you five or ten dollars. You got five bucks for me? Actually, no. Fuck, I don't have any cash. You right know what, now, Ricky? You shouldn't give him money. You know what, Spooji? I do have some money, but I can't it, give it to you because no, because I would be. I would be remiss if you stayed on the streets like this any longer, and I don't think that helping you is going to help you. I think that a uh, man needs, or an uh, intergalactic uh, man must help him himself. Well, how can we help you, Spoogey? All right, guys, well, here's what you can do. You can go and you can tell people about my power pops, and maybe they'll buy them, and I can get five bucks. Like okay, yeah, we'll bad. tell people about your power pops, Spoogey. Uh, if we tell people about the power pops and they are interested in buying them from you for whatever reason, uh, where could they find you? You know, uh, my spaceship. Yeah, it's parked on the corner of 10th and Vine behind the dumpster next to the old freezer. You mean that busted down Firebird? Yeah. No. Okay, I'll tell. I'll direct people to the spaceship. A.K.A. the busted down Firebird. You know, Ricky, uh, this has got me thinking that Alien Blast um, came in like old, uh, old recycled like uh, Coke cans that just had tape over them. You know, that just said Alien Blast on them, and it strangely tasted like um, like yogurt that had been out in like a uh, outside for a while, but it also had like some pancake batter in there. Well, sure. I just assumed it was an alien trying to approximate human taste and flavors, and I was willing to to work with him, given that he he is an, an intergalactic being who deigned to grace us with his presence. Yeah, that's it. That's that's the thing. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. What that guy said. That's that's what I'm doing. And uh, and as far as those cans go, you know, I'm just trying to be in. Environmentally conscious, yeah. That was my second thought with the cans uh, themselves. Yeah, that's I, right. That's, it. that's yeah. the one. So, hey, hey, you boys yeah, got so, a couch I could crash on? Uh, no, uh, I'm no. sorry. I don't have a couch. I, I don't. You got a shower I could borrow? I have a hose out back. You can't really borrow one of those. How about a toothbrush that I could take a look at for just about two minutes? Nope. Yeah, sorry. I got, yeah, okay. I I'll, just want to look at it. Let me just. Yeah. Take a look at it. Yeah, let me just take this toothbrush and 
You know, yeah. Scoochie, you can just keep Brian's <laughs> it's, toothbrush. It's you all, just keep, it's all yours. No, no, you can keep it. That's yours. That's yours. Wait, you, you know what? Need I, that more than Brian. I think I'll put it right back in this plastic bag. Yeah. Okay, you know what, Spoogey? I don't have a shower, but uh, I do have this hose out back. Let me show you to the. Oh, let me yeah, show you to the go. hose. Let's go do it. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go down to the okay, hose. Let's, let's uh, step outside for a moment and. Uh... <laughs> Is he gone? He's gone. Yeah, he's he's, he's out of here. I'll call the cops. You better you better call the sheriff, man. You guys don't really think that he's an intergalactic traveler, do you? There's only, in my mind, there's only like a 50% chance now. I'm watching you, child. We should really close those blinds. So, hey, guys. Now uh, now we're here, and we might as well give it an old go. Talk about the, you know, what was it, the f- uh, 30th? 30th film, annual film festival? It's either uh, the 30th film festival or the 715th. It's a leap year, so I'm not sure myself. Oh, really? Uh, okay, because I thought that we went back in time like a couple hundred uh, years, but I can't remember. But anyway, um, so the thing is, is that uh, this time around, it was more about documentaries about Lizard Man. And we're all aware that filmmakers have been coming into the town oh, yeah. over the last couple of weeks. And they've been uh, creating and capturing footage of uh, Lizard Man and creating these documentaries. And last, uh, last week was the, uh, was the screening. And uh, I just wanted to share mine with you guys my review oh yeah go ahead because we each attended one so you you go first right uh mine was called the lizard man the solstice and you the documentary focuses more on the scientific side of cryptoids uh than the other documentaries at the film festival this week and that's why i wanted to take a look at it you know use science to combat the uh skeptics as i am one so uh in this documentary we saw the collected evidence of Lizard Man. Um, this uh, this evidence uh, spawn, uh, spanned back several centuries. Uh, we saw the flight patterns of the Lizard Man. Uh, we saw the cycle of metamorphosis uh, Lizard Man takes from egg to pupa to Lizard Man, the feeding pattern, etc. There's a whole area of our museum devoted to Lizard Man, uh, with various plaster prints, dust samples, even a discarded cocoon. Despite all the evidence, something was off. It wasn't until hour three that the audience collectively had had a, the usual suspects trailing back recounting of events moment. All this time, the lizard man we thought was flying over the pier, and the supposed lizard man dust, even the alleged lizard man tracks, were all actually segments of our town's mandatory safety video, The Mothman, The Solstice, and You. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, I know. Again... Uh, the director had crudely transposed images of an artist's rendition of Lizard Man over the Mothman in all segments of the original safety video. You know, I guess what really gave it away was the final segment of the safety video in which the ritual of the moon is shown in vivid detail. Uh, we all know Lizard Man doesn't drink the organs of animals. Mm-hmm. Now, Of course not. Though we all sat and patiently waited to crucify this director fraud uh, during the Q&A, the director just said, 
I am Ishmael. Let my soul join the many soul. In which us, the audience, took up our roles as arbiters of the moon solstice and marched him to the end of the pier and offered his body to the Mothman. The cryptid appeared moments later, fluttered above the disgraced filmmaker, now worthy offering, and in the fashion of the brain bug in Starship Troopers, shoved his proboscis into the filmmaker's head and sucked until the director's body was like that of a mummy. Final note, we salute Ishmael and all named Ishmael. We chanted into the night. Yeah, that was a good Thursday. I remember that. Yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. The film I attended was called Love in the Time of Lizard Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it, it's kind of an avant-garde, high-concept high piece. It's a single, right. unbroken, eight-hour shot of the swamp from approximately 12 o'clock in the afternoon to 8 o'clock in the evening. Hmm. Um, I suppose it was meant to be an unflinching look at the swamp, and it's supposed to cause you to reflect upon our city's weird mania with Lizard Man. Yeah, just hoity-toity kind of filmmaking like that. I actually make a brief appearance in it because mm. I went down. I happened to go down to the swamp the day that they set up to film to talk to my scaly bodybuilding buddy down there. Right. Uh, get his opinion on the local lizard man uh, mania. And so you can see me tromp through for a bit and chat with someone behind a bush just off camera. And if you listen carefully to the, the sound mix, you can kind of hear the dulcet tones of White Snake blaring in the distance. That was it. Like, I sat there for the full eight hours, saw myself, went, oh, hey, there I am. And then I left. Well, I left in the movie, and there was still four and a half hours to go. Right. Did you watch yeah. the rest of the four and a half hours? Oh, of course. I watched okay. the whole thing, okay. start okay. to finish. Gotcha. I thought maybe there'd be a stinger for the next Marvel movie at the end of it, but, but no dice. Oh, man. Yeah. You're going to be a star. Yeah, local yeah. legend right here on our very podcast. Yeah, I'll get my own plaque up in the Lizard Man section of the uh, local museum slash subway. Right next to the Pancake Challenge photos. Mm-hmm. Tower of Power. If you can eat all 60 pancakes in 60 seconds, you get to go up in the local <laughs> yeah, museum. and they're just raw on the inside? Just raw, <laughs> thick, through. lukewarm pancake batter on the inside? Like, why don't they just give you a big bowl of pancake batter and say you have at it, fuck? Yeah, it'd be certainly easier to get down than chewing. Swallowing yeah. is a lot easier than chewing. Yeah, drop the pretense and just tell me to guzzle down this thick, lumpy mess. With like a, a half pound of blueberry filling. Speaking of uh, thick, lumpy messes, this whole lizard man thing is drawing filmmakers in far and wide. And wouldn't you know it, old Werner Herzog came to town to shoot a, his oh, documentary. Wow. That's oh, a big deal. Oh, nice. yeah. I, I love the guy. I uh, So I went and saw his film. And so I'm going to share with you guys a little uh, a little clip of that one. Because I don't think you guys... Uh, mm -hmm. I don't, did you guys see it? You guys are... No, my movie was eight hours. And so I couldn't yeah. see anything else. Yeah, so this one is called uh, Cold Blood Hot Heart. Nature here is vile and sticky. Everything is vibrating with this erotic erotic energy. I wanted to turn around and leave, but something kept drawing me forward. I was in search for the lizard man. The man made of lizard. What I did not realize I was in search for was my soulmate and my very own heart. 
powerful stuff. Yeah, it was a really, really powerful feel. Um, Like old Werner, he comes in and he's like searching the swamp and everything. And what ends up happening is while looking for the lizard man and, you know, listening to all the locals and the lore and everything, he falls in love. Mm -hmm. And spends the rest mm-hmm. of his time seeking the lizard man and the affection of this creature because that he believes is his soulmate. His movies are always filled with such unbridled eroticism. I remember watching Grizzly Man with uh, the rest of my film class and pulling on my collar. Um, it's it's not too surprising to me that he would come to our town actually and then find love uh, with the lizard man, whom I don't. Uh, believe exists. Uh, do you have any other snippets yeah, for us? Here's, from... Yeah, here's another one. I, I got a bunch of them. Every morning I would wake up, watch out to my mailbox, and hope against hope that upon opening the mailbox I would find not bills nor correspondence, but a rigid inflamed lizard man penis. Every morning I hope to open it and find instead of a flag alerting me to the presence of correspondence and letters. Rather, a penis erect fully in the air, letting me know that Lizard Man had come in the night, moved my mailbox from its place upon the post to the bushes, and just stood there waiting for hours, knowing not how many hours. Perhaps I went out to Denny's that morning and thought not to check the mail, and then came home and went immediately to work, and then at some point late at night said, oh, it's late at night, I bet the mail came, and we didn't come out and then take hold of his rigid member with my cold, clammy, old man hands. But no, that never happened. I'm Werner Herzog. It sounds like he's hoping that the lizard man popcorn tricks him. But with a mailbox, yeah. So it's that Keanu Reeves, Sandy Bullock movie. Yeah, right? where he would put his dick in the mailbox and then it would travel through time. And the Sandy time traveler's would... penis. Yeah. Here's another little clip, little snippet for you guys. Hello, it is me, Werner Herzog. Uh, you know, because I am a director and whatnot. So here I am at the local... Uh, uh, what is this place again, ma'am? Oh, it's sandwich shop. Yes, I'm here for a sandwich, and I really like the uh, the stuff with the goose livers in it and the caper. But, ma'am, you must understand that I can't eat goose liver and caper. So you are making me a very naughty boy, a very naughty boy. And you know what happens to naughty boys? They get they get big boners in their pants. I'm sorry, ma'am. I would like two sandwiches of capers and goose liver so I can have the biggest boner this lizard man has ever seen and take him away from this world, or maybe he will take me to his with his spaceship and I can live among the lizard men. Does, is there ever actually, like, uh, the lizard man, does he make an appearance in the uh, in the film? Oh, well, that's for uh, that's for you and the, the listeners at home to to wonder and, you know, to well, have to... shenanigans. You know, you gotta go. Yeah, Brian, leave a bit to the uh, audience's imagination. Mm-hmm. I know that he uh, waits patiently with a real boner in the cave, so I'm thinking that he's going to show up. I hope so.
Oh, hey, Brian, real talk for a moment. I wasn't joking about the drug dealer bit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's real. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh, jeez.